if you and him went up and you guys shot baskets together, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and you guys raced against each other, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and, uh, let's see, tried to throw the football so he was to throw it more accurate or further, he'd whoop you. And so his body heals faster than yours. <laughs> that was Nick Sirianni to the Philadelphia media trying to explain to them that you may not understand how fast Jalen Hurts can recover from injury, but he's superhuman, so he can. It's a great line. And by the way, there is no lie in what Nick Sirianni said in that whatsoever. That's a guy that's a quarterback that benches 600 freaking pounds. Did I ever tell you my Jalen Hurts story? No, but please tell me. Did you try to squat with squat with him? No, God, that please, please. That, he would have literally broken He me. would have thrown you on the yeah. bar and squatted you. Yeah, no, that just would not have worked out well. No, I was in the, uh, <laughs> one of my good friends at Bama was uh, really good you friends. You went to Bama? I didn't know that. I, I did. You ever talked about that before? I don't think so. Okay. Is yeah. that the first I'm year? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but he, uh, he was really good friends with the punter. Brought us into the football facility one night, and we're hanging out, just goofing around, and who walks in but Jalen Hurts. And all of us were like, holy crap, Jalen Hurts is in here. So he's with one of his buddies. They're, like, throwing the ball around. And slowly, we kind of start creeping over to Jalen, and we just, like, kind of throw our hand up. And Jalen just, like, starts airing out passes to us. And <laughs> then, so Jalen was throwing us passes, Nick. And then we started throwing Jalen passes. The kind of athlete that this guy is. I mean, the catches that he was making with ease, like just one-handed yep. snag behind his head, just like catching it like a loaf of bread. It was like you truly don't appreciate how good of athletes these guys are yep. until you see them up close. But uh, forever be a Jalen fan, really nice guy. It was cool getting a chance to uh, spend like 20 minutes with them. But I'll always take away from that, like what a ridiculous athlete he was catching those passes. I mean, it's, it's just some... You, when you when you start looking at especially professional athletes, you realize that people are just given different physical gifts. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is built differently than other people. Tom Brady is also built differently than other people. He's not built like LeBron James, but his ability to play till he's 45 years old in the NFL comes with a lot of work, but it also comes with some natural gifts of just his body is recovered. He's taken care of it. There, some of that is DNA because there's other guys that may work out and try to take care of themselves, and they're constantly injured. Bradley Beal's out tonight again, right? He's got a hamstring issue. Yep. He's always hurt. That's just the beginning. Anthony Davis misses time all the time. LeBron's body is just, he's built differently. Jalen Hurts is just built differently. And he missed last week with that shoulder sprain. He may play this weekend. I mean, maybe there's a chance. I don't know if I would risk it. I understand you had three turnovers from Gardner Minshew, but you still have an opportunity there with him throwing for 355 yards, more comfortable in a, with a full week and not missing any practices to get out there with the ones again. They win and they clinch the NFC East and they get a first round bye this weekend. I, I don't I don't know if I would risk putting him out there, putting Jalen Hurts out there this weekend. Completely agree. I would not risk it. If anything, you wait. To see if if you do end up losing this week to New Orleans, then you bring him out there for week 18, you play, because you're going to get the one seed. So he's going to get another week of rest. I don't think it's as important for Jalen to play in week 18 if he doesn't need to, as it is for Lamar, because we talked about that yesterday. Like, Lamar needs the live reps. He needs the game action. The, the Ravens are such a rhythm and timing offense that he needs to be out there. Jalen Hurts, yes, he's a running quarterback, but, man, so much of what he does is design just like run plays with really not too much motion or the the short yardage goal line that they do if they have a chance to rest him for a month four weeks nick i mean that is huge so gardner's gonna play this week would be shocked if jalen is out there and if the eagles tend to slip up against the uh the saints then then you throw him out there against the giants that line 18. hasn't really moved against the saints either it's eagles minus six 
You know, it was at five and a half. Depending on, obviously, where you're looking, you're maybe talking about a half a point. It's actually Eagles minus six and a half there, but you're giving essentially a half a point, give or take at what book you're on. But for the most part, you haven't seen that movement across the board anywhere. BetMGM's got it at minus six and a half, which, you know, you kind of think reflects Jalen Hurts playing, but I actually think that the books now, seeing all the money that came in on the Eagles last week when they were heavy underdogs against the Cowboys with Gardner Minshew, that this is a reflection of the act of Gardner Minshew actually being out there at quarterback this weekend. Yeah, and if you're if you're the Eagles too, like think about that game against Dallas. If you don't turn the ball over twice in the last it's, six minutes, I don't want, I don't you want to win, talk about it. Right? I don't want to talk. I, I thought we were going to talk about this know, anymore. Do you know, know how much I lost because of that? I was just trying to make a point, but then I realized Why? it's big we had a scar rule. tissue. We did. Do you want Do you want me to talk about the Colts? <laughs> nope. Do you want me to talk about the 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 Jets? Nick, feel free to mute his mic if you want to. <laughs> I'm still angry the about line. the Eagles. I know. There's PJ. Dang Eagles. We had our Pennsylvania parlay The Pennsylvania parlay didn't hit. Ugh. It's the worst. Yeah. But the Eagles, I mean, they should have won last week. So they feel fine with Gardner yeah. out there. They can beat the Saints. Saints offense is just, it's still struggling. Had a nice comeback against Cleveland. But, um, you know, the Eagles, they'll uh, they'll bounce back. I, I expect them to cover that number this week. And uh, with Gardner playing quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he'll have a better week this week, too. And... The Eagles will be just fine, but they're going to need J- Jalen Hurts in the playoffs without question. The Raiders technically have a chance to go to the playoffs. I don't think anybody here is really confident. They're 80-1 to 1 to make the playoffs. I certainly don't think there's any shot. They're just not mathematically eliminated right now. Derek Carr was benched today, but the breaking news on this that's actually evolved the story, he's now decided to step away from the team so he's not at what he calls an obvious distraction. That is... One, we know clearly Derek Carr is done in Vegas. He's done with the Raiders. I feel like they've been trying to trade him or cut him for the last five years. But here we are now. Jared Stidham is going to start the last two games. But let's not put this out there and try and let the Raiders sugarcoat this as a business decision or an evaluation decision. Or No. Derek Carr, if he got hurt in these last two games, they would have owed him $40 million guaranteed over the next two seasons. This is a money-driven decision. This is a business-driven decision, and that's why they cut him the last two, or they benched him the last two weeks. Of course. Now that being said, there's a lot of people today, PJ, that are upset. It's disrespectful to Derek Carr after everything he's done to the organization. Have we not watched the NFL? It is a bottom-line dollars and cents run business. Plain and simple. And when you have $40 million guaranteed to a guy that you clearly are not going to have as part of your future moving forward, this is the decision that you make. It sucks. We saw Eli Manning watch his starting streak get ended for no apparent reason whatsoever. It made no sense. This happens all of the time. Derek Carr has spent a long career there. I'd love him in Washington. I think he's a great leader. I think he's sort of the bottom end of the standard you would have for a franchise quarterback. Because let's keep in mind, here's the NFL rank for the points per game allowed by the Raiders since Derek Carr became a quarterback for them. 32nd, 22nd, 20th, 20th, 32nd, 24th, 30th, 26th, 23rd. So he's had to constantly try and run up the score and has not been perfect. He's got a league-leading 14 interceptions this year. But he has not had any help on the other side of the football whatsoever for years with this team. They've had an opportunity. Derek Carr will end up somewhere else and... I think still have a very successful career. He'd be a great fit with the Jets. We talked about a veteran quarterback going there. I'd love him in Washington because they're probably not going to be able to draft anybody. But let's not talk about disrespect for Derek Carr when we know that this is a business and this type of stuff happens 
all of the time. The Raiders would have been stupid and it would have been disrespectful to the rest of the organization and the future of the organization to let him play with the risk of an injury and a guaranteed $40 million being on the hook the next two years. Especially because they're such a money-driven organization right now. McDaniels is essentially keeping them hostage because they're paying all that money to Gruden and then they don't want to get rid of McDaniels and then have to hire another coach and pay him another 30, 40 million dollars. So they got to find some other way to get rid of some money car. It's just clearly not working. This also kind of tells me too, Nick, that maybe they are going to keep Josh Jacobs this off season after those comments he made. The fact that now they're essentially taking his side, getting rid of car. I think Jacobs could stick around in Vegas, but I'm totally with you. Derek Carr, I think, is a very good quarterback. Ever since he's been in Vegas, they haven't had good defenses at all. Their offenses have at times been really potent. I think he's got to go to a team, though, in either a warm-weather city or a team that plays inside because we touched on last week when we were previewing that Steelers game. His splits when he has to play games in cold weather just isn't getting it done. Raiders now 10-point dogs at home with San Francisco coming to town. I I think San Francisco wins that game easily. Jared Stidham is not a good quarterback. I've watched him play in New England. He's awful. So this is going to be – this is – there's two things. It's actually not just the business decision from the money standpoint. This is – we could use a quarterback in the draft. We should lose a few games here. And you know what? This late in the season, you're 80-1 to to make the playoffs. The Raiders are not going to make the playoffs. This is what you do at the end of the season, and you have a forward-thinking mindset moving towards the next phase, the next era, under Josh McDaniels, which who knows how long that's going to be. It's not like it was a great first year. But Derek Carr has been getting pushed out the door for the last four years there. I love Mm -hmm. the guy. He is a great leader. And what he did for them last year to help get that team to the playoffs, he was clearly the leader with everything they had going on off the field. But at some point, these things come to an end, and this team's not fighting. They're they're only m- not mathematically eliminated. But that doesn't mean they have any shot at actually going to the playoffs. That's all that this is. I think Miami would be an awesome fit for him. We'll see what happens with Tua yeah. and all the stuff. But, man, you put him with a guy like Mike McDaniel, you give him those weapons, you give him a, a pretty good, solid defense with a good pass rush, some good pieces in the secondary, warm weather. I, I think Miami would be a really good fit for Carr. But we'll see what, what the Dolphins decide to do at quarterback. That's where I'd like to see him end up. I think he could be a really good fit there. As for the game, Niners-Raiders, now that it's gotten a 10, I'm going to have no play. If I yeah, had a I'm lean, if I had a lean, I'd actually play the Raiders just because I feel like Brock Purdy and all these starts, it's like he goes up against the Bucks. Oh, how is he going to look against Tom Brady? Then he goes into Seattle. How's he going to look in his first road start on a short week? Then he plays against Washington. Oh, Washington's hungry. They're coming in answers all those tests. Now it feels like everybody just expects the Niners to absolutely obliterate the Raiders. You're doing it again. You're doing it again, PJ. I probably am. (laughs) But these are the kinds of games where everybody just expects a blowout and maybe the Raiders can make it ugly and hang it close. Again, I'm not going to make a bet on the game, but my lean would just probably be towards the Raiders. Yeah, you know, and that's, you know, you got Carson Wentz now starting for Washington. He's been named the starter, which was the right call for Washington. Like, I understand. I, I get I'm close to this. This is my team. And, you know, I, I may not be in the, the Washington media like I was before. So I'm not 
getting the daily. I was listening to some of the DC sports talk coming in, and there's a lot of people that aren't sold on Wentz. There was a long conversation about whether Taylor Heineke was the guy or not the guy, which was ridiculous to have that conversation. Heineke went 5-3-1 as a starter this year. They're 0-2-1 with his last three games. This is the right move. He finished 12-16 of for 123 yards and a touchdown, Carson Wentz did, against the 49ers in the fourth quarter alone. And if you look at the numbers, like, okay, Heineke's more mobile. Wentz isn't as mobile since he tore his ACL, was a little more mobile early in his career. Heineke, 12 touchdowns, 6 picks. Wentz, 11 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He's been sacked 23 times. That's a problem. Washington's offensive line has given up a lot of sacks this year. Taylor Heineke's been sacked less. But they, they, we kept talking about this. Washington can't finish drives. And hopefully now with Carson Wentz actually being more familiar with the offense, sitting back and being able to study it, missing some time, he's got the bigger arm. They're more of a deep threat now with Jahan Dotson. They can really air that thing out because you got a baby arm with Taylor Heineke. He's small, can't see over the offensive line. And look, the first two starts for Carson Wentz, they combined for 55 points. The issue was in the next four, the team only managed 47 total, including that 99-yard passing performance and that ugly Thursday night game against the Bears. So I understand why they wanted to – well, there's two reasons why they wanted to stick with Wentz. One was obviously – or stick with Heineke. Even when Wentz was cleared and able to come back, you don't want Carson Wentz getting 70% of the snaps this year. We talk about a business decision for the Raiders. Yep. If Washington allowed him to get 70% of the snaps, their third-round pick stays a third-round pick they gave up as opposed to turning into a fourth. So there's that. Again – business decision. This is the NFL. This is what happens and people get so worked up over it like it's awful and disrespectful. It's a business. You know, but on top of that, the team was rallying around Heineke. It's that Mike uh Mike White magic. Mm -hmm. The problem is they're not scoring points. You've got to finish drives, and they're not doing it. So hopefully Wentz can make them a better team in the red zone and make them a better deep threat when it starts against Cleveland. I'm still this. I'm all over running back props in that game. I think they're going to still try to run yes. the ball a lot because you didn't have Brian Robinson at the beginning of the year behind Carson Wentz in the backfield. And Antonio Gibson might not play for Washington, so I would hammer Brian Robinson props. I got news for you. Carson Wentz stinks. Oh, I'm, he's not the future. He stinks. But he's better than Taylor Heineke I still. There's more upside. I don't know about that. Have you that. watched Taylor Heineke? Yeah, I have. He, he I, is— Nick, I don't think you remember how bad Wentz was. I, like, it's like—it's on the verge of, like, Matt Ryan bad. Like, he can't really move much. The decision-making is horrendous. And I get Heineke, too. The decision-making's not good. But there's just a certain vibe when he's out there. When Wentz is out there— it just feels like the commanders don't have any spark to him, any swag to him. And I think that matters. Like, they need that, especially when he's gotten you to this point. If Carson Wentz would have been out there for all those games that Heineke was out there, would they be in the position they are now? There's no shot. None. There's none. So you got to let Heineke ride. He changed the season. I get he's had a past couple games that haven't been great, but he went up against the best defense in football, and he played in probably the second biggest game of his career against the Giants, the first being that playoff game against Tampa, you let the kid figure it out. You got two games left to make the playoffs. Both are at home, and you see what you got. Carson Wentz, I just think that decision to bring him back is, I mean, the guy's done, and you're going back to him. Why? He stinks. Wentz has more upside. Neither one of them is a great quarterback. This is like me asking you, would you rather get kicked in the groin or punched <laughs> in the face? Neither one of them's a good option, but you got to pick one. probably. So I probably, no, you never touch the face. Come on now. Oh, the groin. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, you don't that's touch true. the jewels. You're right. Neither one of these is good. <laughs> See, they both suck. They neither do. one of them's actually a good choice. They and that's, do. that's what Washington's dealing with at quarterback. Uh, I, neither one of them is the future. Taylor Heineke will be a great backup for this team. And I hope when he's a free agent, he resigns and they draft his replacement or they bring in Derek Carr. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd prefer Derek Carr. It might cost you more, might be longer, but this team has a lot of talent. So uh, it, it certainly is a team that's thinking at least about playoffs.